This is the Lift, Nourish, Thrive podcast. I'm your host, Julia Feliciano, a health and fitness coach and entrepreneur who has helped over 100 women reach their fitness goals by debunking diet culture and fitness industry BS through brains and sass. It is my mission to help you understand the science behind your fitness and nutrition goals. I started my business with the foundation of my former eating disorder in mind. This was triggered by misinformation and myths in the health and fitness industry. You know, things like carbs will make you fat, eating past 7 p.m. causes weight gain, you have to do lots of cardio to lose weight. I'd bounce around from machine to machine and had no idea how to actually work out for my goals. Or I would just torture myself on a cardio machine because I ate a donut. Until I realized that I was sick of my old story and these false myths. This is a space for you to become the highest version of yourself by ridding your old diet and fitness struggles, getting rid of those limiting beliefs that have been holding you back for far too long, while working towards having the fitness and health journey you've always dreamed of in a mind and body that you crave. Lift, Nourish, Thrive is about finding the beauty in physical strength, having balance in the gym, and stopping the torturous and non-effective workouts so that you can stop freaking out about if your chicken is fried or grilled, so you can stop torturing yourself on cardio machines, so that you can become the woman that you want to be, so that the version of yourself that you keep imagining, yeah, you can become her. Now, let's get into today's episode. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Lift, Nourish, Thrive podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning into today's episode. And thank you so much for all of the wonderful feedback that I got on my last podcast episode. So if you have not checked out that episode, go back and give it a listen. It was a very impromptu podcast episode and I always speak from my heart, but with this one, um, I was told that so many women resonated with it and that they could really hear how passionate I was about this topic and about my diet and fitness and weight loss struggles and, you know, really relating to your current diet, fitness, and weight loss struggles as well. So thank you to all the beautiful women who reached out to me and told me that that episode made them feel better. And before I get into today's topic of how many days per week to work out for your weight loss goal, I want to share with you guys a quick life update. So last week, my husband ended up needing to go to the hospital for a infection that he developed in his leg that was spreading. It was a bacterial infection. Um, I'm assuming that it came from the gym somehow. And he was out of work for all of last week, the majority of last week. And on Friday, he needed to actually have surgery to remove the infection in his leg. So last week was a very emotionally draining week. It was a very stressful week. Um, I was not sleeping as much because he wasn't home and I was so worried. Um, You know, we were eating out more because obviously I was not home to cook us a home-cooked meal. 
um, the stress in itself of wondering if he was going to be okay, when he would be able to come home, what was going on, why did he get this, what can we do to prevent this in the future. It was just a very emotionally taxing week and I am struggling still to kind of come out of that. He is home now, he is okay, he is healthy. I'm not worried about really that much anymore, but because I spent the majority of last week really taking care of him, being by his bedside, going back and forth from the hospital, right, my own self-care really took a hit. And you guys know that I promote self-care in any way, shape, or form, but last week and going into this week, I am having a hard time. Um, because our routine did get so out of the norm, it is hard for me right now to go back to what our norm was. And if you are struggling to put yourself first and do something for yourself today, here is my reminder to myself, but also your reminder as well, that we cannot pour from an empty cup. And I realized that my lack of self-care over that last week going into the early early part of this week really hindered um, just my mood, my energy levels, once again, even how I was sleeping. Um, and I realized that I was at my breaking point yesterday when I kind of snapped at him for asking him to take the garbage out. <laughs> so that was like my, my realization, like, okay, Julie, you need to make sure you're eating enough today. You need to make sure that you are doing some form of self-care and not putting so much pressure on myself or on yourself to do a certain type of self-care. So when I think about, okay, I need to do something to fill my cup and take care of myself, the very first thing that I think of is going to work out or jujitsu or something more physical. And while those are great self-care mechanisms for me to utilize, sometimes I find that if I do not adhere to those types of self-care tools, right, exercise, fitness, jujitsu, that I actually end off in a worse place because if I don't do it, then I beat myself up for it. Um, even after all of the progress that I've made um, within my weight loss struggles and my diet struggles and my, and my eating disorder, right? I am very perfectionist. Is that, not, is that the word? I am a perfectionist in certain things, right? And I put a lot of pressure on myself to accomplish a lot. So if I don't do that in that form of self-care, because that was always such my level of self-care, that I really beat myself up. And I'm learning to accept the fact that if I incorporate other self-care tools like journaling, right, it's okay that it's not so grandiose. It's okay that I'm not getting some type of like quick satisfaction from it because I'm physically doing movement or something like that. So what I did yesterday to help me kind of get out of that funk was I journaled. Um, I wrote down how I was feeling. I have a really simple journal prompt and I put in there positive affirmations and I put down because I was feeling so heavy emotionally I put down that I am safe and that I am enough just as I am right now because I was beating myself up for not getting right back into my jujitsu and my fitness routine and I wanted to remind myself that even though I am struggling in that right now and then I know I will get back to it eventually that 
it's okay, I am safe, and I am enough right in this moment. So I want you guys to really sit there and think about that. Like, what are your reasons for self-care? What types of self-care do you incorporate? How do you feel when you do different forms of self-care, right? Do you put pressure on yourself to do certain forms of self-care, right? It's really about being gentle with yourself and accepting that it doesn't always have to be a certain way and that it's okay if it is different, you know, for that given time in your life and your thoughts and your week and everything like that. So getting into today's episode, we are going to be talking about how many days per week to work out for your weight loss goal. Now, this is a really common question that I get asked by new clients and women just looking for help in general about this topic. And for those who also need to learn that maybe their current workout frequency is actually beneficial, right? Or is it actually harming their weight loss attempts? And I see so many people with good intentions right? I want to lift four days a week and do cardio for one. I want to work out six days a week. I want to work out seven days a week, right? Go hard or go home. And, you know, when you have that type of mentality, one, it's great that you are going to be incorporating a new goal. But the short answer with this, guys, is it depends. And I know that's not really what you want to hear. But the majority of real fitness advice out there is going to give you that answer of, well, it depends. And I know it's common to think that more equals better, right? I used to believe that six or seven days a week would let me reach my weight loss goals faster, but this actually impeded my attempts. And I see it so often with so many women who come to me and begin work with me in my Lift, Nourish, and Thrive program that many of them are working out six or seven days a week but they're still not happy with their body, their strength is going down, their workouts suck, their weight loss has stalled, and they're feeling like, okay, I'm doing everything quote-unquote right, why aren't I seeing the results that I want, right? And when I struggled with this, the reason why I struggled so much was because I couldn't stick to it, right? That six or seven days a week type of mentality I would beat myself up over it, right, if I couldn't stick to it, which would make me feel like throwing in the towel altogether, and it actually would trigger me to binge eat because what's the point? I didn't work out six days this week or seven days this week. I might as well just go eat tons of pizza and tons of burgers and tons of junk food, and I might as well just not go to the gym at all because what is the point, right? And that really did me so much more harm than good. And I'm here to tell you that it does not have to be that way. And I want you to sit here and ask yourself, okay, I'm on this weight loss goal. How many days per week am I working out? How many days per week do I want to work out, right? And what is it that I am realistically able to stick to? So often when women come to me, they are wanting to work out maybe five days a week, but What I do is I sit there and I say, that's great, but let's start on the lower end of the spectrum. Let's see how long you can be consistent with that for, and then maybe we can up the days. Because what's going to happen is if you 
don't do those five days or even four days, but you do three days, your consistency is going to go down. And consistency is what's going to help you lose weight versus quote unquote, working out for five days, one week, three days, the next week, two days, one week, one day, the next week. You want to find a schedule that you're going to be consistent with. And I didn't know back then, and I couldn't even possibly fathom, right, that I would actually be able to get better results with my body with less days per week by following a structured strength training program and not just winging it in the gym or doing an hour of cardio just for the sake of sweating and hoping for the best for my body, right? So what I want to share with you guys next is an example of if you have four days per week to work out, okay? So maybe on Monday, you do lower body, right? Tuesday, you do upper body. Wednesday, you take off completely, you recover, you rest. Thursday, you do a full body workout. Saturday, you then do another full body workout, right? So if you have two to three days per week, you are going to, and you only have two to three days per week to work out or maybe less than what I want you to start incorporating is opting for full body workouts so that you are working the areas of your body you want to improve upon with enough frequency and volume so that not only will you continue to get stronger at the movements right but you're also going to be able to gain more muscle that way because In order to grow a muscle, everybody, you need to be training it with enough frequency in order to get some type of results in that area. So for instance, if you want better shoulders or you want bigger glutes and you're only doing certain exercises for those targeted areas one day a week, you're really not going to make much progress with your muscular and your aesthetic goals in that way. So if this is your option, right for the full body workout days if you have that four day per week to workout availability within your life right if this is your option an example of this would be incorporating both push and pull lower body and upper body movements so to kind of condense that really quickly an example of a push exercise would be a bench press if you're not familiar with that or a squat for lower body an example of an upper body pulling exercise would be something like a pull-up or a bent over row an example of a lower body pulling exercise would be something like a deadlift so if you're unfamiliar with those terms i hope that kind of clarified everything And it is such a common question that I want to come across, right? Because I get it all of the time. And once again, the best workout split for you to do is one that you can be consistent with and one that you are able to adhere to and one that is not only going to actually give you the results that you want, but is something that isn't making you feel like you have to hit the gym six or seven days a week it or that it makes you feel like you are a failure if you don't right or it and makes you feel like you are super beat up every single day okay being beat up from your workouts is not a badge of honor so sometimes with that more frequency People will be like, oh, I'm so sore, I'm so this, and they'll use that as a badge of honor, and they're thinking that that's actually going to give them the results that they want, when in reality, 
it might not be, and that's more on an individual case, but I'm saying that to remind yourself and your ego that it's okay if you're not training five to seven days a week. It's okay if you're doing two days per week, three days per week. It's okay if you're doing one day per week just for the sake of movement, right? It's okay. Tell yourself that it's okay. Another common question that I get in terms of how many days to work out for weight loss, right, is, okay, now how much cardio do I then do? And the short answer with that, everybody, is, well, you really don't need to be doing cardio for fat loss. That is a very, very old myth, right? I know I used to believe it. So many women believe it. And unfortunately, it's so easy for women to believe, right, especially for women new to their fitness goals, and I've been there, is it's really safe and it's really comfortable just to go over to the treadmills or the ellipticals or the Stairmasters, right? And just kind of hide in that corner, right? No one's directly looking at you. You are just listening to music or a podcast or whatever, right? And it's scary to go over to the weight section because that means people might be looking at you, right? So it's become this kind of safe space for women to feel like they have to go to the elliptical machines. And I still see it in so many uh, big Lobo gyms. Um, I see it all of the time. It's just a flux of women near the cardio machines, maybe one or two guys, and then maybe a handful of women going over towards the weights and lifting weights, but the majority are still men. And if you were in my Lift, Nourish, and Thrive program, right, or you've worked with me before, you know that I am going to make you a strong ass woman who is confident in the gym, who feels confident to go to the weight section, who knows she is probably lifting better than the men and she's actually more intelligent in terms of fitness and nutrition than maybe men, right? Like you are going to be so strong and so confident within this program that this is something that we are going to debunk and you are not going to feel like you have to just go on a cardio machine, right? So that's a very common question that I get is how much cardio do I then do, right? So here's where it can be useful. So if you want to improve your cardiovascular health and fitness, right? Or if you are sedentary and you sit most of the day and want to move your body to incorporate some type of physical movement, right? Then cardio can be great for that. It's also great if you simply enjoy it. Right? If you actually really like running or going on the elliptical or the Stairmaster, you actually really like it, like you can't wait to get out of the bed to go hit that treadmill or the elliptical, right? But this is where I encourage you to check in with yourself though. Do you actually really enjoy it or, or are you using it as a clutch to because you ate a lot the next day or because you still feel like if you sweat a lot, that means that you're going to be burning all of this fat, right? So that is something to check in with yourself with. But if you simply really just enjoy doing cardio, by all means do it. Just be emotionally intelligent and check in with yourself and ask yourself why. So something that cardio can also really benefit is you want to bolster an existing energy deficit during a fat loss phase, right? So it can complement a calorie deficit that you have first implemented disclaimer, first implemented through your diet by reducing how much food you were eating. So it can be a tool 
to further increase your energy deficit. Disclaimer again, all in caps, you need to know how much you are consuming first, not blindly thinking that you are in a calorie deficit because us as humans, we grossly underestimate how much food we actually are eating. So another thing to consider is if you were eating too little in the first place on one side of the spectrum, right? This is only going to increase your immediate hungry or hunger, excuse me, as cardio provides more of an immediate sense of hunger. Now, if on the opposite side of the spectrum, you are eating too much and doing more cardio while still not knowing your individual calorie needs, and you are doing so much cardio, right? What can actually start to happen in general is your body adapts to the amount of cardio that you're doing. And it allows you to burn less calories overall from it. And that's not what we want, okay? It can also impact muscle building and interfere with your strength adaptations. So if your goal is to have more defined arms or bigger glutes, you will be doing your body a disservice with doing so much cardio, okay? So it can be a useful tool, but it isn't a magic fat loss trick. Now, moral of the story here, the biggest thing I want you guys to take out of this podcast episode is the best amount of days per week to work out is what you can be consistent with. Consistency is what will breed your results. If you are struggling with three days per week, opt for two. If you struggle with two, do one for the sake of movement. If you struggle with five, try three or four. And I've actually been on both ends of the spectrum here, and I've really struggled in the past to identify, you know, once I was able to overcome that six and seven day a week um, mentality that I thought I needed to do, right, my struggles here stemmed from doing too little and then doing too much. Now, I tend to perform best at about three maximum four days per week. If I try to hit that five day per week mark, I am not consistent. And like I said, consistency is what breeds the results. And now for me personally, this is a mix of lifting with jujitsu. So I want to make sure that I am recovering enough, not only from jujitsu, because it is so high impact that it's not impeding my strength workouts. So that is where I have to really check in with myself daily to make sure I am feeling okay to get in a a good lift. And please, if there's one thing to take away, consistency is what breeds your results. Now, just because so-and-so on Instagram is working out five days a week and you really like her body, that doesn't mean that that's what you have to do. That's what works best for her. And something that has become so generalized, right, is you have to do this, you have to do that. And it doesn't take into account people's individual lives, their time availability, what equipment they have, what their work schedule is like, right, if they have any possible injuries, all of these individual factors that are going to allow you to either make progress or not make progress needs to be accounted for. 
And that is the power of having an individualized program made for you so that you can work out in a way that's going to not only give you results, but is made for you to get results. So when things become so generalized, right? Yes, it might be convenient, but if you're struggling to hit a certain amount of days per week because you're just following this blank type of recommendation, really check in with yourself and think, okay, if I could choose my workout schedule, what would work best for me? And fitness needs that type of individualized approach in order to receive that most optimal benefit. And that is something that we do in Lift, Nourish, and Thrive. All of my clients receive individualized programs made for them based upon their goals, their training history, their dieting history, what gym they go to, what their schedule is like. And they have that power in choosing the days that they want to work out and the times that they want to work out, right? And that allows them to be more consistent because they're doing so in a way that's going to work specifically for them. So there is a lot of power in individualized programming. And that is why I enjoy doing it so much because not only have I seen so many clients benefit from it, right? But I've also seen the benefits within myself. So in Lift, Nourish, and Thrive, all of my women receive this. And not one program looks the same because so many women are different. Women have different fitness histories, training histories, injuries, equipment, right? And I love being able to kind of work with both ends of the spectrum there. So from very beginners who are looking to get into the gym for the first time to women who are struggling with that mentality of six to seven days per week, right? And they're not seeing the results and we have to scale back, right? So all of my women train with intent and that is something that is very, very important. So see how long you can be consistent with, right? With your current workout program. If you go two weeks and up with that consistency, you found your special dose. Now, remember that your consistency may alter as well if you have a lot going on. But what matters most here is adjusting to what you currently have going on in your life versus throwing in the towel altogether because what's the point? I'm not working out six or seven days a week. What's the point? I didn't get to three days a week. I might as well just start over next week, right? You have to think outside the box a little bit and that is where having a coach can help you. And once again, just being very emotionally intelligent and self-aware of what's going to help you right now in your given moment. So I hope this podcast episode was something that you learned something from and that you resonated with. If you have any more specific questions about workout splits or how many days per week to work out, feel free to DM me on Instagram at Julia with two underscores Feliciano. And if you feel like you know someone in your life who might benefit from listening to this, share the link of this podcast episode with them, share it on your IG stories, tag me in it, let me know that you were able to learn something from it. And I want to give you guys a quick little special announcement coming at the end of this week. Stay tuned to my IG stories where I am going to be announcing something very exciting that I'm going to be working on with all of you. And it is something that I know is going to help transform the lives of so many women out there, 
help you end your diet and fitness and weight loss struggles, allow you to become more confident, allow you to build your fitness around your life and not the other way around. And I'm just super, super excited to announce this and I know you guys will be too. So thank you all so much for tuning in to today's episode and I'll see you in the next one.